0: chapter thirty one of the queen's necklace by alexandre dumas the translator is unknown this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter thirty one how two friends became enemies Aldejonde, however had gone to fetch the guard but before she returned they had had time to light a fire with the first numbers and were throwing them in one after another as quickly as possible when the guard appeared followed by a crowd of ragged men women and boys happily philippe and charny knew reteau's secret exit so when they caught sight of the guard they made their escape through it carrying the key with them then reteau began crying murder while aldegende seeing the flames through the window cried fire the soldiers arrived but finding the young men gone and the house not on fire went away again leaving reteau to bathe his bruises but the crowd lingered about all day hoping to see a renewal of the fun when Tavernet and charnay found themselves in the rue vieux augustin monsieur said charny now we have finished that business can i be of any use to you thanks sir i was about to ask you the same question thank you but i have private business which will probably keep me in paris all day permit me then to take leave of you i am happy to have met you and i you sir and the two young men bowed but it was easy to see that all this courtesy went no farther than the lips philippe went towards the boulevard while charny turned to the river each turned two or three times till he thought himself quite out of sight but after walking for some time charny entered the rue neuve st gilles and there once more found himself face to face with philippe each had again the same idea of demanding satisfaction from the count de Cagliostre. they could not now doubt each other's intentions so philippe said i left you the cellar leave me the buyer i left you the cane leave me the sword sir replied Charny you left it to me simply because i came first and for no other reason well replied taverney here we arrive both together and i will make no concession i did not ask you for any sir only i will defend my right and that according to you m de charny is to make m de cagliostro burn his thousand copies remember sir that it was my idea to burn the others then i will have these torn monsieur i am sorry to tell you that i wish to have the first turn with m de cagliostro all that i can agree to sir is to take our chance i will throw up a louis and whoever guesses right shall be first thanks sir but i am not generally lucky and should probably lose and he stepped towards the door charny stopped him stay sir we will soon understand each other well sir answered philippe turning back then before asking satisfaction of m de cagliostro suppose we take a turn in the bois de boulogne it will be out of our way but perhaps we can settle our dispute there one of us will probably be left behind and the other be uninterrupted really monsieur said philippe you echo my own thoughts where shall we meet well if my society be not insupportable to you we need not part i ordered my carriage to wait for me in the place royale close by here then you will give me a seat said philippe with the greatest pleasure and they walked together to the carriage and getting in set off for the champs elysees first however wrote a few words on his tablets and gave them to the footman to take to his hotel in less than half an hour they reached the bois de Boulogne. the weather was lovely and the air delightful although the power of the sun was already felt the fresh leaves were appearing on the trees and the violets filled the place with their perfume it is a fine day for our promenade is it not monsieur de tavernay said charny beautiful sir you may go said charny to his coachman are you not wrong sir to send away your carriage one of us may need it no sir replied charny. In this affair secrecy before everything, and once in the knowledge of a servant, we risk it being talked of all over Paris tomorrow, as you please. But do you think the fellow does not know what he came here for? These people know well what brings two gentlemen to the Bois de Boulogne, and even if he did not feel sure now, he will perhaps afterwards see one of us wounded and will have no doubts left then. Is it not better to keep him here, to take back either who shall need him, than to be left or leave me here, wounded and alone?" you are right monsieur replied charny and turning to the coachman he said no stop dauphin you shall wait here dauphin remained accordingly and as he perfectly guessed what was coming he arranged his position so as to see through the still leafless trees all that passed they walked on a little way then philippe said i think monsieur de charny this is a good place excellent monsieur said charny and added chevalier if it were any one but you i would say one word of courtesy and we were friends again but to you, coming from America, where they fight so well, I cannot. And I, sir, to you, who the other evening gained the admiration of an entire court, by a glorious feat of arms, can only say, Monsieur Le Comte, do me the honor to draw your sword. Monsieur, said Charny, I believe we have neither of us touched on the real cause of the quarrel. I do not understand you, Con. Oh, you understand me perfectly, sir, and you blush while you deny it. Defend yourself, cried Philippe their swords crossed philippe soon perceived that he was superior to his adversary and therefore became as calm as though he had been only fencing and was satisfied with defending himself without attacking you spare me sir said charny may i ask why philippe went on as before charny grew warm and wished to provoke him from this sang-froid therefore he said i told you sir that we had not touched on the real cause of the quarrel philippe did not reply the true cause continued why you sought a quarrel, for it was you who sought it, was that you were jealous of me. Still, Philippe remained silent. What is your intention? again said Charny. Do you wish to tire my arm? That is a calculation unworthy of you. Kill me if you can, but do not dally thus. Yes, sir, replied Philippe at last. Your reproach is just. The quarrel did begin with me, and I was wrong. That is not the question now. You have your sword in your hand. Use it for something more than mere defense." monsieur said philippe i have the honor to tell you once more i was wrong and that i apologize but charny was by this time too excited to appreciate the generosity of his adversary oh said he i understand you wish to play the magnanimous with me that is it is it not chevalier you wish to relate to the ladies this evening how you brought me here and then spared my life count said philippe i fear you are losing your senses you wish to kill monsieur de cagliostro to please the queen and for the same reason you wish to turn me into ridicule ah this is too much cried philippe and proves to me that you have not as generous a heart as i had thought pierce it then cried charny exposing himself as philippe made another pass the sword glanced along his ribs and the blood flowed rapidly at last cried charny i am wounded now i may kill you if i can decidedly said philippe you are mad You will not kill me you will only be disabled without cause and without profit for no one will ever know for what you have fought and as charny made another pass he dexterously sent his sword flying from his hand then seizing it he broke it across his foot monsieur de charny said he you did not require to prove to me that you were brave you must therefore detest me very much when you fight with such fury charny did not reply but grew visibly pale and then tottered philippe advanced to support him but he repulsed him by saying, I can reach my carriage. At least take this handkerchief to stop the blood. Willingly. And my arm, sir, at the least obstacle you meet, you would fall, and give yourself unnecessary pain. The sword has only penetrated the skin. I hope soon to be well. So much the better, sir, but I warn you that you will find it difficult to make me your adversary again. Sharny tried to reply, but the words died on his lips. He staggered, and philippe had but just time to catch him in his arms and bear him half-fainting to his carriage dauphin who had seen what had passed advanced to meet him and they put charny in drive slowly said philippe who then took his way back to paris murmuring to himself with a sigh she will pity him chapter thirty one